0: This is the Teaching Primary Music Podcast, where you will learn effective, tried, and true methods to teach children the gospel of Jesus Christ through music. I am Courtney Ekman. And I am Charlotte Dance. We promised we'd be back today to talk about older primary children whose brains are just a little bit different, a little bit more developed, and what we do well that works with them we also know that several of you teach these ages all together at once and that is a unique challenge you can use these things somewhat together but we know that you guys need ideas too we don't have enough time in even one episode to cover it all so today we'll focus on the older children and we promise we'll come back and talk about what to do for combined primaries so let's go ahead and get started Sharla, walk us through how you would teach older primary children. Okay,
1: one of the great things is to understand where their brain has just hit. It happens about age six and a half, seven, sometimes it goes clear till eight, is they hit a different stage. And in the classical education, it's called the logic stage. They find out that some things are more important to know than other things. And so if you have some of your older children holding back and not doing what you're doing, it's because they are trying to develop a hierarchy in their life. What's more important? Is this more important? Should I do this? They're learning how to use, essentially, agency. And it's a great stage. They will come around a lot, especially if they're challenged. And so how do we challenge them? Well, their brains think more logically than a three-year-old or a four-year-old. They want to know the reasons for things. They seek facts. And so with that, you grab onto that and you go, okay, Here's a crack the code thing. I'm going to sing the song and you tell me what this code has to do with the song. That crack the code came a long time ago in San Jose with a music leader that put the first letters. She was very logical and had a hard time reaching her primary but this particular one reached them. First letters of every word and you put them in phrases and you mix them up and you ask them what it has to do with the song. Another way that you can reach that logic stage is to do eraser pass, where they have to decide what words are not in the song, what words are. Color codes, where you say, oh, here's a bunch of colors. What does it have to do with this song? They're trying to figure out. They're trying to puzzle out. They also like puzzles, but if you give them a four-piece puzzle that you use for your younger children, you have to give them seven pictures, so that there's all of these puzzle things, and they're trying to figure it out. They love to figure out... What's the facts? What goes where? Help me figure out the puzzle. So once you've done that, you need to have some kind of contrast. One of the things that is different about an older child from a younger child is they know where their body is in space a lot more. They can close their eyes and touch their nose, which a three-year-old really has a problem with. And they know where their hands are in space. You can tell an older child that doesn't because he will bump into people and he doesn't notice it. And you can help him in primary by giving him things that have to do with their body. For instance, clap instead. So you're going along and you're singing and then say, okay, clap the rhythm instead. Let's do, what's the song? I love to see the temple. Okay. I love to see the temple. Clap instead. Sing Sing. to fill the Holy Spirit. Clap instead. It's a jar to them because they're used to hearing the words and they have to take it inside. They have to do something with their body instead. It's a puzzle to them, but it requires that they can clap on a rhythm. One of the things that is so amazing about what we can do in primary is right now in the seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 year old is when that frontal lobe, the one that's the executor function, the one that's the self-discipline thing is developing and one of the only ways they know how to help it develop is purposeful movement to a steady beat. Doing some kind of rhythmic thing to a steady beat where it keeps going like this. It's amazing how it will order the brain and help those brain cells to line up in the frontal lobe. It's just fascinating, it's so amazing. So another thing you could do is a body rhythm pattern. There are so many things you can use as an extender. And why do I use an extender? I'm talking about paper plates or rhythm sticks or unsharpened pencils or egg shakers or something like that. Why do you use an extender with an older child? It's because they've become more aware of their body. They know where their body is in space now and they're a little bit worried that someone else will see them move. And so if you put an extender in their hands, they're not as worried. The focus is on the extender, not on them, not on their body. Girls actually do better if the focus is on their body only because they love to play the hand clap games, you know, things like that. Boys don't so much. And part of it is their inability to move to a steady beat that hasn't developed as well as a a girl.
0: Right, but you give them those pipes as Maori sticks and they are all All over it all over it
1: they totally can do it if they have an extender and that's why I have now I've got a list of 12 different extenders which is another podcast because I want you to be able to have that information but you do a rhythm pattern some sort of rhythm pattern that they repeat over and over which appeals to the logic of that young brain and it helps them with their body And I promise you, if it's not challenging for you to do, it's probably not challenging for your 10 year old boys.
0: Right. I have had experience in that, right? Like if you're trying to create something on the spot, and because you're in, not that I've ever not been prepared to teach singing time, <laughs> but you're in a hurry and you're trying to do something. I've watched they just glaze over. They if pass, pass swish, easy. Swish, I mean, that is not going to hold their attention. Yeah, it's got to be more complicated. You might as well just put up flip chart pictures in order. <laughs> and then they glaze over. The right. <laughs>
1: One of the things that has come to my attention, I don't know if you've ever heard Donna Howard speak, but she just did a build a pattern. So she put patch, clap, snap, touch shoulders, stomp, those kinds of things, and they're going to do it for four beats. And then she has somebody come up and they put them in an order and they build the pattern. And they love the creativity of it, and they love trying to stump their other kids. I unfortunately, tried it in a way that was not successful. So don't do this. Don't have it be one beat, one beat, one beat, one beat, where you change every single time because it loses the kids, especially the eight year olds. And the 10 year olds feel like they're triumphant, but they can't do it themselves. So have them change every four beats.
0: Okay. Can you describe this in a little bit more detail, this activity? Yes. Thank you. Walk us through from the very beginning. Okay.
1: I come into the primary room and the kids are coming in and i quickly put something that says stomp something that says clap something that says patch the reason we say patch is it's tapping on your lap with the palm of your hand it is a rhythm term that we use in music education so a stomp a clap a patch and maybe shoulders and that just means to touch shoulders and then i put them in order and then i say here's the pattern and i do it four times and I say, ah, I want to switch this pattern. I touch somebody on the shoulder and say, Will you switch the pattern and we'll follow your pattern. And they switch, so the stomp is first and they switch, so the shoulder is next and we do it. And then I say, ah, can you get a friend now and ask him to come up and change the pattern and we'll follow his pattern. Meanwhile, we're singing the song every time that we do that on the great. Would you now choose a girl? And it's like, oh, you know. And so they choose a girl and she changes the pattern. Meanwhile, you've sung their song four times already. And they're totally concentrating on doing the pattern that their peer has set for them. It's pretty fun to watch them. They do like to stump each other, they have this natural logic can I figure this out kind of thing. So that's that one. Once you've done that with something physical, something puzzly, Another thing you might wanna do is think about visual. There are some children who are incredibly visual and one of the research things that they found is that adults also can be very visual. We do better with shapes and colors helping us to understand a concept. Look at any you know good course, it shapes and colors help you. And so something to do that is you draw quick little icons on the board And say what does this have to do with the song and you sing the song and they have to figure that out or maybe you have emoji symbols and put them in order according to what the song is or color code which is what we talked about the logic you put a certain color for all the words that start with i all the words that start with f you to another color and you you have them figure it out Uh, melody maps it's amazing how well this reaches a child's desire for logic in his brain how well he goes okay what's happening here I can see this I know this I know this because they're figuring it out that's their developmental age also if you have a melody map that has a few emojis that they have to do an action with it even captures them even better because you're using two different ways of their brain Amazingly, story song is a very visual thing. You're not showing any visuals. You're just telling two or three lines from a story and singing a phrase. Two or three lines from a story and singing a phrase. Because children create pictures in their head. That's one of the reasons, even as adults, that we say, oh, the book is better than the movie. Because we've created our own visuals in our head and it's stronger for us. I've never known story song to fail. Part of that is because I do short stories. I do one or two, three sentences that are very able to put into pictures in their heads. And they love it. And right after that, you've got them so quiet and you bear testimony of whatever it is you're singing about. That's one of the other things with older children is you have to engage them, have their eyes light up. They have to be curious, do it, and then right in the pause, you bear a one or two sentence testimony. And they're like, oh. Yeah, okay. It's amazing what it can do for them. One of the other things that you might wanna think about is wind wands or scarves. Especially with older children, you need to use scarves to mean a certain thing. Like if you're talking about your eyes, put it up by your eyes. If you're talking about the earth, you need to make a big earth with the scarf. They don't like just moving the scarf, especially boys in our culture because they assume that it's going to be seen as something that a dancer does. And they're not a dancer. They're not a, you know, they're not that kind of...
0: Not every boy anyway. Not every boy. Some
1: boys are really good at it. Some boys are not. But the, the smoothness of the movement in the wind is a lot like a phrase of music. And so it speaks to them because, you know, I love to see the temple and you're going across the midline and around and around and down under and they can see what the music feels like.
0: When you're doing scarves and when one's with these older children, are you like when you are saying, you know, The beautiful world and you're making a big earth. Do Uh you stop to explain that you're making a big earth or do you just kind of let them make those connections in their head?
1: That's a great question. One of the things I do with younger children is I show them. With older children, I put up a pattern because that's how their brains work. That's developmentally what's good. So I will put up literally this pattern, this pattern, this pattern, and I'll point to it as I'm doing it. And then I show them the pattern before we sing. Okay, earth, do this, and they do it. You know, see, do this, and they do it. A lot of times I will do an infinity symbol, which is an eight on its side. This is for, whenever you see that, you know the infinity symbol, ready, do that. And then we sing the song and they follow the symbols. Because they've flipped over into the logic stage, that's a really good thing for them. And it also is good because they're learning how to read, they're learning how to go with the flow of something as you see it visually. One of the things with wind wands is I will put up the symbol for whatever it is. So when I do a snap, I do an X. When I do wind wands on the floor, you know, like uh, ribbons on the floor, I do something that's low on the page. Or over the shoulder, I do an arrow that comes over the top and then points an arrow. And, and the kids get it just like that. They're, they're really, really good at picking up logic because that's what their brains want to do right now. That's an excellent question. One of the other things, when you teach in melody and rhythm, you augment the hook, which is a thing that they use in production of commercials or production of songs. What's the hook that's gonna be sung over and over again in your brain? You produce different hooks for the children. And so they're able to really process and remember better. For instance, I was teaching Article of Faith number 10. We believe in the literal gathering of Israel. And when we tried to say that together as a primary, they said it in the rhythm of the song, even though they were saying it, because it is a help to their brain for memory.
0: I 100%. If our primary recites it and it's not in the pattern of <laughs> how I learned it in the songs growing up, this is wrong. This feels <laughs> wrong to me. <laughs>
1: So what I what I hope I've done is saying in one Sunday, you need to use at least three different things to appeal to these older children, something with a puzzle, something with a complex movement, something with a visual so that they can be engaged so that they can grab hold so that their eyes can spark. It's an amazing amazing thing to have them with you. A lot of people will tell me I can do the younger children but I can't do the older. Maybe it's because they don't understand these principles or they will say I got that younger I don't I know the older kids but it's just those younger ones I can't get and maybe it's because of the developmental differences between the two. I hope today we've given you some idea of the developmental interests the developmental cravings of the brain at that certain age, because it really works when you tune into that and get it going for you in primary music.
0: And if you have a hard time, like I do, coming up with these complex movements or things that will engage these older children, there are great ideas on Charla's website. It may be that you have to search around a little for like a particular song that is similar to the song you are teaching. Though usually she's very good about putting up the songs for this year <laughs> and, and attaching ideas. But if you find a song with a similar flavor, so like a t- song with a really steady texture, like... Follow the prophet, follow the prophet. Those songs can also work for like Nephi's Courage or others, but you wouldn't use those strong same... Strong beat songs. Strong beat songs, but you wouldn't use that for, I love to see the... T-. Just doesn't have the same flavor.
1: More gentle, more, more, yeah. more smooth, more right? gentle. Right, And uh-huh.
0: so finding activities that work really well to engage the, f- the children with the flow and the spirit of the song is what you're looking for. You can't just use rhythm sticks for every...
1: Right. everything right you know
0: and, and it needs to kind of change this is part of the challenge and fun opportunity of it right is you have to change up your activities week to week yeah or you do start to lose them again you know these children they will love a challenge i i
1: agree and one of the reasons that i keep increasing all of the manipulatives that i suggest we use is because they don't feel like it's the same thing when you're shaking an egg or when you're using a win one they don't feel it's the same thing when you're clicking together pencils or using pool noodles that you're swishing together. Paper plates are a fantastic thing. Paper cups, you know, as they are doing some kind of pattern, is also one that they really enjoy. And they don't see any of those five things as the same thing, but you're doing the same song. You're right? just doing different manipulations. Because,
0: as you always say, the brain craves variety but it needs repetition. Yep. And so if you show up with the same manipulatives, the same egg shakers, the same every week, I mean, I know it takes a little bit to get started, but these kids need they it. will they need it. They need to be engaged and they need to feel like it's different and yeah. new. Yeah. And after a while, of course, several weeks they like to come back and they'll, you know, oh, I love when we get out the, yeah. you know, pr- primary Whenever. band or yeah. whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I wanted to mention that a lot of people have put things up on YouTube that are different patterns. They have come up with them, they started to come up with this fantastic to me because it's all of us trying to help these kids. So there's a lot of things on YouTube that have different songs and patterns, rhythmic patterns to the songs. So go for it, you can do this.
0: Right, well, and like she mentioned, there are so many things you can use. It's not like you need to go amass this huge collection like you're a, an actual elementary school music teacher. Paper plates, really inexpensive ones. Paper cups. Pool noodles. I think I spent $4 on that project. Mm -hmm. Pencils. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. Yes. There's so much creativity out there, which is why we all need to share and work together because it is a lot, but there is a lot we can do.
1: There is. There's a lot we can do. And it works. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to Dana Carden for composing our music.